And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious trips. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't mention any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. And today is a special episode because we have a special guest. Yay! Yes. Susan Knowles. That's me. And it's Knowles like Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So tell the people where they can find you on the social medias. Oh God. Um. Okay. So it's Susie S U S I E. Um. Sh- underscore schmoozy on my Instagram. You don't need my Facebook. Okay. <laughs> nice. So we, uh, Susie, has been friends with Danielle and I for several years at this point. Seven, many, like, ooh, many, many years. Um. But Susie is a wigs and makeup person. Yeah. And so we thought it would be good to bring her on to just talk about. The ins and out of makeup when it comes to both the dance world and the music theater world, because Susie's in a unique position where she works with both uh, MT performers, opera performers, and dancers mm-hmm. on a regular basis, mm-hmm. uh, and has for several years now. And it's there are just lots of things that come up when you're dealing with those. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first thing I want to start with is, what do you think? I mean, and this is all subjective. Well, let's let's start with because Susie's not just our average like community theater hair and makeup person. Oh no, 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 no. So, uh, Susie, tell tell the people where you work and like what you do, and then we'll jump in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I work at the Metropolitan Opera. Um, I sometimes like do other things during the summer. Like last year, I worked at ABT, which was. A strictly ballet company, which I'm sure the listeners of this podcast know. Um, and I am on wig staff, but I sometimes, every now and then, do like some makeup stuff. Usually, if there shows with lots of supers, like we did Norma last year, where there was like 30 guys that needed warrior makeup, blue painted all over them, and we had to do it in 30 minutes, so they needed all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, or even this year, we did Samson and. Mm-hmm. Again, there was like 30 dancers that needed gold body makeup all over them. And Fun. we had, we needed all hands on deck. So we need like 10 people to get them done. But you went to school for hair and makeup, yes? Yes. I have my master's degree in wig and makeup design. But yeah. Nice. Um, I did it in high school and college as well. But uh, grad school is really where I learned like the ins and outs of the trade. Nice. nice. So now I get to ask it. Yeah. What do you think is, and this is, is more of the people that you're applying the wigs and makeup to specifically, who do you think is harder to deal with? Opera singers, dancers, or your actors, be it empty or straight oh plays? Oh my God, that's an amazing, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> See, you know what's so crazy is I feel like, uh, <sighs> I know it's hard because for dance, for choreographers, it's totally, it's always up and down. I was going to say, it's like, I have not ever met a dancer, I don't think, that wasn't like the nicest person and so accommodating. And they're like, what angle do you need me to get in to put this makeup on <laughs> yeah. now? Like, they're like I, I got whatever. you. And like, because there, there's um, a whole bunch of company members from, oh, I forgot the company. They work at XIV, company XIV. Do you know that? Sounds familiar. They do that burlesque show in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. yeah. 
Because there's, like there's a group of dancers that does that, and then we have a choreographer that also works at the opera, and so he hires a lot of the same dancers. Mm-hmm. So there's like 10 guys who do both, and like, so they're all really close knit, and they're just, they take direction so well. And again, like, they're, they're like, do you need to like, I mean, open my eyeball. Do you need to like put makeup in my eyeballs? Like, what do you, you know, <laughs> like where you know what do you need? I'm doing crazy things right now. You can't see, but um, they're so accommodating. Yeah. Whereas I feel like sometimes like actors, I'm like, okay, I need to put you know eyeliner on you for Aida, and they're like, I can't open my eyes. It really hurts. And so that I mean, it's not that they're like any worse. It's just no. But we've talked about this before. It's like <laughs> yeah. choreographing a non-dancer. Is yeah. sometimes twenty times easier than a cor- than a dancer because dancers are like, I can't. What do you mean? What do you yeah. want? Yeah. And the non actor is like, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure, well, go I, for yeah, it. Yeah. So like, I, I get do, it. I do feel like though, and you're like, I feel like the dancers are just so flexible. I feel like that's something that's just like ingrained in dancers oh, really yes. young. There, is like yeah. the discipline of you like take direction. You, you take, take direction it, yeah. and you take it and you don't say. And of course, or, there are there are diva dancers out there and people who think they course. know better. But I feel like. Just like in dance class, there is no like getting around it. Like you'll just be kicked out of class. Or right? I also feel like I don't. I don't, I just remember having several shows where one of the directors is running through the dressing room. Where's the makeup? I don't see it. Where's the eyeliner? <laughs> Why do we have flyaways? What is this? Get the gel out. Where are the bobby pins? At? Yeah, this looks terrible. You're not ter- doing like, it right. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not like they were even giving us direction. It was just like I don't want to see flyaways from the stage. I can't see your eyes. Yeah, it. and it's just like screaming all these things yeah, as they're running through. Like, we're gonna see that stuff fifty feet away, right? But you're like whatever. trained to put on like heavy makeup you and like because yes. in class, in class, it would be like like I had certain ballet teachers where if you your could, hair, yeah. if your bun wasn't a certain perfect. way yes. and perfect, you they'd be like, go fix it, and you can come back when it's better. Yeah, I had some ballet teachers that if the girls did not have on makeup, they could not take class. Right. Like it, it got to the point where we actually had a, had, had to have a I department discussion. Oh yeah, because you're supposed to, and like it was one of those that like the compromise was that they could do light makeup and not full face. Okay. Because like, I do the hair because I can even on yeah, the, the subways. The, I when I'm getting oh, okay, to the you Juilliard, can, you I'm like, know. Oh, you know because it's like I've gotten kicked out of class because of my hair. Well, we've had, and then we had. I talked about this before too. Like again, I just think it's like especially growing up in the ballet world, like it is so structured in terms of like. I had certain teachers growing up who were like, you never wear your tights over your leotard. They are always under your leotard. And if you come into this class, if you come into this class, like I had friends who were kicked out of class because certain teachers then, you know, we had other teachers who were like, it's fine if you're older, you know, a junior, senior in high school doesn't really bother us, Mm -hmm. but some teachers still cared about it. But it's like... I, again, my point is, I feel like in general, because dancers, especially ballet dancers, are so oh, yeah. trained, trained in that to, growing yeah. up, yes. that we're a little better than like, no, it's this very, doesn't look yeah. good on me. Yes, it's very apparent. And I was going to say, when I'm working with opera singers, like, not that they're not um, lovely, amazing people, and they also have put in so much time and effort to their craft, but I feel like they're a little bit more focused on themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been, you know, where they want to move one pin because they just don't think that one curl looks right. And, you know, they're very particular about their looks. Their looks are like, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so same with makeup. They're like, you know, oh, can you move that eyelash a little bit? I might, I think my eyebrow is not, you know, the right angle today. Can we redo that? Very, very particular. Whereas, yeah. the, whereas the dancers are like, put it on me. Because yeah. I, I think you're, I think being your, that's such a trait. Cause like when you are a dancer and it's always so funny when I meet people in the educational setting and then they see me in like the professional setting, 
of how different I get to be. Not that I want to be different, but like mm-hmm. in an educational setting, there are children around. You just have to be uh, very contained. But then, like I said, I worked on a, uh, a show that was a naked musical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like. There are no pretenses when every when your yeah. entire cast is naked. Yeah. Right. Um, you get close real fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so close with some of these dancers because I literally had to paint them buttholes. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> like they're butt cracks. Like but, yeah. like yeah. Like, cool. Sorry, I'm going in for the cheek today. Like. Or I'm the same way where I'm literally giving notes. It's like yeah, you're not doing that move right because you're not swinging enough. Yeah. Like that is literally something I've had to give notes on. So like when that happens, it's just like there's a. There is not a care in the world. So when it's like when they're like an eyebrow, it's literally like I just had to tell this dude he wasn't singing his junk enough for that number. <laughs> so like dan- innately, I think dancers are just willing to give their bodies more because we're we're just taught That's that just from very yeah, early on. Yeah, totally. Um, so so how do you deal with the people who come in and they're like? No, like I actually think this would look better today, or let's, or I need to move this pin because this is how it's supposed to look. But you're the professional who's being paid to do the hair and the makeup by the Metropolitan Opera. (laughs) Like you're the professional. So, how do you deal with that? Generally, I feel like once you kind of lay it down in the right tone, they sort of back off. But sometimes, like I had this one um, guy in the show relatively recently who we were doing an HD live like stream. These guys were running across the stage, but you just never know what the camera is going to catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had to make sure everyone was glued into their wigs, whereas mm-hmm. normally they wouldn't do that, like for every show at least. Yeah. And this guy was like, well, isn't it okay? Like, I just, I don't want glue, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm doing my job. You have to let me do my job. Because if you. your wig flies off on stage, it's my, like, and then he was like, oh yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean... It took me a few minutes of sort of like, Getting you know, laying out the camera, yeah. 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 But finally, I sort of just snapped, and he got it, which I hate doing. I feel so mean, but also exactly. It's but your then job. All, but then also a lot of times, you know, we let a lot of stuff go, and we're like, okay, you know, we oh, we can make a people stroke so many egos. We are like bartenders. We're like your therapists. We're, yes. You know, we I we will agree really with that. Take yes. in a lot of stuff from people and just try to like. <laughs> Turn it back out, but <laughs> well, because um, you're the first person we talk to when we actually get to the theaters. Yeah, like you're the first person that forces us to slow down. Because right. I've been that before. Or speed up. <laughs> yeah, or like I've gotten to a theater and it's like, uh, life before I got to the theater was crazy. Yeah, and then the way, and then the makeup are... person is like, sit down. We have to get this done. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about that? Um, Faye Dunaway slapped her wig. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I Yes, I did. Of course, because oh, I, I know what that way. Oh, she got like, fired. Husband was like, "Oh no, I know, I know." The one person was probably like, "Curtain is in five minutes. Please let me put this on you." I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and yep. she was like, "She's no. like, you don't talk to me that way." It's not. But yeah. I was gonna say, oh um, my god, if you do not think for a second that if you like try to tell us what's up or like you want to change something, do not think that we're not going behind that door and talking about your ass. Cause like, oh, yeah. we, oh, yeah. you know, we'll fake and be like, okay, yeah, we'll try this today. And then as soon as I'm like, can you believe what this bitch just said? Like I, all my, you know, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, but you know, I just always, the one <laughs> thing I, I, I laughing at. You. Oh, completely. <laughs> I just remember being in a production meeting where we had gone through, like, it was a crazy tech rehearsal. Oh, God. I don't even remember what show it was. But hair and makeup actually stopped in on the production meeting. Usually, hair and makeup is never in our production meetings. Mm-hmm. They usually just Sad read the notes. Wrong, boo. No, they're always oh, okay. welcome to, but they were always just like, 
we need to get shoes. work to get done. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we need to get Real work done. Life. Y'all are not saying anything that applies Nobody to us understand. that we can't read in a note. Nobody understands yeah. how much time our stuff takes to do. Yeah. Oh, yes, I will <laughs> agree with that. Um, so literally, when they popped in, it was kind of like, it's, it's like a unicorn in the room. We're like, oh my God, hi. How we get you? to see you're yeah. not you're not buried under like hair, hair and bobby yeah. pins. <laughs> and they were just like, we've had like, and this uh, Susan, oh my God, Susan. Her hi. name, she was... This phenomenal, like she's one of those just old school people that just has been doing wigs forever. Like her hobby was making wigs, so like okay. you would be talking to her and she would just be, de- you know, like ventilating wigs. It was insane, <laughs> um, like so quickly too. It's, it's disgusting, but she like it was just like it's like how people sit and knit is how yes, she would ventilate. That's exactly, like that's what she. That's did. how it compared yeah. to people who don't really know what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like knitting. Um, and so she would just sit there and crank them out and. She was like, I hate to, like, you know, take away from your time. We're like, you are allowed in this meeting. You are a part of us. And she was just like, well, we just keep having troubles. They keep, you know, not putting the wigs back on their on the dolls. And at first we were like, choreography stepped in. We were like, is it the quick change? Because, like, that it's it was like a 30-second quick change. We're like, if we need to give you another person, we can. But that, like, and she's like, oh, no, the young lady's doing the quick change. It makes it on a wig every time. It makes it on the doll head every time. Block. Block, sorry, block. Uh, <laughs> it makes it on the, it makes it on the block every time. But this other person, it's just on the floor. <gasps> we found we found it, you know, wrapped in a costume. It nearly got washed uh-huh. the other day because we couldn't find it. Uh-huh. I have never seen a room of technicians get so angry all at the same time. Mostly because I think Susan is a very sweet person and mm-hmm. wouldn't like. She would not talk bad at most. The fact probably that she would shit. bring it up is like. But the fact that like bad. she was yeah. like, because this show. It had to be one at like uh, Into the Woods or Lay Miz. Like it was one of those shows where like it's a huge ensemble cast where mm-hmm. damn near everyone's wigged. Yeah. So I just remember there being a lot of wigs and they just didn't have time to be in the meeting because they were bu- prepping and building and yeah. fixing wigs. But like I just I just remember everyone collectively being like, why? Why is she having to take time out of her day okay. to complain about you? Yeah. I I'm I just know that tech rehearsal was flawless after that because our director yelled at the entire company he was not happy because like oh some people just don't get it we and going back i was gonna say it depends if somebody wants to try something new or you know decides they want to move a pin it really all depends on who you are one if you're friends with the wig and makeup people Mm -hmm. because then we're like because i have chorus members who are like i love them we're on facebook (laughs) we're commenting each other we are sending gifts to each other like we love each other and it's like, if you're like, hey, this is really pinching, I'm going to fix it for you. If you're the same lady who has been writing notes like, can you please redress this for the next show? It's like, we were going to do that anyway. Stop telling mm-hmm. us how to do our job. Yeah. Or you're the one that's like, complaining literally every time with dumb shit. We're going to be really annoyed and like make fun of you for doing stuff. But if you're like, a, or if you're like Anna Trepko or uh, Domingo, what's his name? Something Domingo. Oh my God. The biggest like opera singer. I'm talking about Um, literally, why can't I think of his first name? Cut this part out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. If you're Domingo, though, like, yeah, we're gonna do whatever you want because you've been singing opera for like 50 years. Yeah, I but feel I like also the find star. there a lot of the big stars, not all of them. A lot of them are also super, super nice, though. I was gonna say, yes. the, and so when they're nice. they're asking you to do it, they're usually like, I hate to ask you to yes, do this, but right. that would make me. 100%. And you're like. You're the sweetest person ever, of found, course. I have found in the last like two years working at the opera, the younger people are always the bigger divas. 
Yeah, I'm starting yes. to see that. The yeah. old yeah. people are like so nice. It's young people. It's like they're trying to test the waters. They don't know they what they want to like. Yeah. They want to like establish dominance or whatever. But and then we get sick of it real fast. And we're like, we try to shut it down. We've said yeah. this before yeah. in the podcast. Like the age of the diva is done. Like, yes. The age of where yeah, you can just kind of come in and do whatever you want. It it doesn't work one because I think the other thanks to honestly the dance shows and other and social media. The other technical as- aspects of the creative world are now a lot more visual or a, yes. lot, a lot more, um, not visuals, not, I guess visual is the right word, but like we hear from them, we see from them. Like, you know, we can yeah. see, like I love when um, shows do like the 30 second quick change backstage and you can like see yes. all the crazy work mm-hmm. it takes to get that, these people yeah. changed. So you can see these technicians, you can see these artists, you can look them up on Instagram, yeah. like you can find and see their work. Mm-hmm. And so I really do appreciate that. And so I that's why I think when the, the idea of someone being better than everyone else or that allusion to that, it's just not true. Like right. anybody that's ever worked on a show knows it takes an army of well, people to get like, stuff done. We did a couple, did. I was going to say a couple years ago, not last year, maybe the year before, when Bette Midler won her Tony, she was like one of her first She things. thanked the she entire was like, she theater. She thanked the entire theater, the entire Ushers crew. Ushers included. The yes. entire crew. Yes. And she literally said she was like, she said something, she was like young actors out there. She was like, you go in to work, you say hi to everyone, everyone in yes. that building. And because she said, she was like, I would not be like, quote unquote, Bette Midler today if I didn't have the support of all those people helping me around me. Especially like wardrobe and like, we are probably their first and probably their last. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's definitely some you stage facilities. Hands, but stage <laughs> hands, yeah. I know stage hands like sometimes don't start even until like... They have at least a break right before the show starts, but yeah. we, you know, when we do a, a six-hour opera, my call is actually eight hours, and I cannot go home until that soprano gets her butt off the stage, getting all her flowers, and comes back, and I can take her wig off. Right. Like, it's... Now you that... You have to be the one to collect the wig. It can't exactly. just be like, oh, yeah, she'll put it back. I've had experience with that. What you said is they, they will end up on the floor and, and destroy. And then it's your, it's and it's your like, ass on the line. Yeah. So I've had some training in wig and makeup. I'm not nearly as good as Susie is or nearly as qualified. <laughs> to be clear I've done some work but not nearly enough I worked a haunted house and it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had but the, I'm with Susie the waiting for that last person to get I, through the haunt oh mind you the haunt would go down like 2 a.m. Right. So the last group would go in at maybe, let's say, 1.45. Takes 15 minutes to walk through. Scare, scare, scare. I'm at the scare, end. Scare. I was yeah. in it, and I was at the end. And then I wrapped up my part, the crazy elevator. I'm back in the wig. I'm back in the makeup room, like, uh-huh. putting cleaning stuff away. And, like, the makeup crew, we're just sitting there and sitting there. Yep. And we're like, yep. Yep. where? It's and literally, we literally like, yeah. we have five wigs that we've got to get back on the block. I learned a new word. Yay. We've got five wigs we've got to get back on the block. And we've got two people that have on, that need makeup remover. Yeah. Like, that yeah. we have got to Except physically. prosthetics. Yeah. yeah. We've got to. Oh, I didn't, I didn't have prosthetics. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to remove makeup. You can't makeup. just rip that shit off. Oh, like, no. You need prosthetic remover. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I was just, I just remember us sitting around. Like, all of us are completely out of our makeup and costume, and we're just sitting around mm-hmm. wanting to go to dinner. Yes. Because it's, like, two... It's, it's midnight. Well, it's, like, with us, it's, like, it was two... It was a high house, so we knew well, we were going to yeah, be late. Yeah. But, like, we were, like... The last time I ate, I had a snack maybe at, like, 10 or maybe 11, whenever my break was. Yeah. But, like, I'm ready to eat, like, go to a diner, right. eat, and, and then, then come home and go to bed. Yeah. 
because it's 2 a.m. And we were just sitting there waiting and waiting. Mm -hmm. And so stage management came through locking up the like the the makeup area and stuff. And they're like, what are you? Why are are y'all still here? And we're like, and we're literally (laughs) like, we don't have like, I was like, I still have one person to remove makeup off of. And Trent, my boss, he was like, yeah, there are still two two wigs that are not back yet. So literally, stage management is like, and this is when all the lights are on in the haunt. They're standing out front in the parking lot talking in full wig and makeup. And so literally, like, stage management drags them back being like, there are people waiting on you to to get out of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? And so like... How many times, like, oh, oh, like, oh, I wish I could just paint the scene for you where I, there's a huddle of us back there wig and makeup people were all standing at the door because at the opera they all have individual dressing rooms that we go to them yes. instead of like them coming to one area which makes it even trickier yeah and so we're all sitting there holding their doors half open like staring at them all taking pictures together and we're like uh, can we go please like yeah please hurry because we can't really say like like stage man we're not stage management plus these are like bigger stars we can't just say hey get your butt in the room right but we're like Trying to just make eyes at them, like right, and like you, just like you be come, there, please? like linger. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also, because I'm one of those actors, I'm one of those performers. That current goes down. Mama is in street clothes five right. seconds later. Oh, there are some women. I oh, am like done. I, I can name I, you. I hate it. Alien friends, I love you. You run back. Oh my God, she's amazing. There she's are like, some that are just like, I don't want to be like, in I this. I know you guys are waiting. I want to get out of this myself. Let's, right. let's so do like, this. Let's all Everybody go. else can wait. Whereas I'm a sweaty monster. So I'm not always yeah. that person. Like I want to get it off as quickly as I can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely been there where it's like, this is miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, going Wait. back though, I, I'm miss saying this. Um, we were talking about thanking everybody. Yeah. We did the ring cycle and when we did um, Das Rheingold, what they did at the very end is they had every single crew member, which was like two, like at least a hundred people, if not more. Cause like they need, had, they had 40 guys working the moving set pieces. Jeez. We had all the wig and makeup people. We had all the wardrobe people. We had all the electricians and like, we all walked out there, and I think everybody in the audience was like, wait, what? It takes yeah, it this, takes many, this people. many people to put mm-hmm. on a show. Yeah. 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 So, okay, any other questions? Yeah. I want to talk about, we kind of talked about this off air, but I want to talk about it now on air. <gasps> like, what are certain things that you feel that performers, and I say performance because it's sometimes it's dance, sometimes it's opera, sometimes it's acting, mm-hmm. but performers should know how to do without the assistance of a technician or a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mentioned... For me, is that I've done shows before where we had four wigs and makeup people, and three three of them were on principles, and one of them was assigned to the ensemble of thirty people, yeah, fifteen guys, yep. fifteen girls, yep. And we would do essentially like we would do we have to do like a chorus line in the hallway before we go up to the so stage, they like check you, and they would literally just go down the line and make sure that we did the makeup palette that we were assigned for that character mm. and that our wigs weren't going to fall us as we start dancing and twirling. Yes. And so that it would just really be like, no, no. You'd be like, yes, 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 no. This is wrong. And then Rachel would come in and like fix yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but like what stuff do you feel people should, yeah, should absolutely we, know? Because we had the same type of thing. Like I remember doing um, shows in high school and especially usually like regional, you know, not in school, like at regional theaters or community theaters. Mm-hmm. They would have someone come in and it would be, especially if it was like specific makeup for a certain character or anything. And they would be like, this is the palette. And they would like teach you how to do it and go through it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then once the tutorial was done, like it was up to you. And same thing, they would come around and spot check. They would help fix if there was a disaster. 
And in college, it was the exact same way. And we had to take, like, we actually had to take makeup classes. And then it was like, you are on your own. Same thing, though. They had, you know, students from the theater tech department, from, like, the the costume and hair makeup department would definitely be on shows. And they would be more so um, um, designated to work on... Um, principals or oh, someone that had like big makeup like if there was some some production of something that required a lot of makeup that was like their you know their student too that's their thing mm-hmm. and then everything else is just kind of making sure everyone did what they were supposed to do on their own yeah. but and that, and that format yeah. goes all the way up to even Cirque du Soleil does that which yeah. is like a huge company yeah. and with yeah. many sh- like multi-million dollar shows they do the same thing they like they walk in and they're like they have a class for a few hours maybe over a few days they teach them how to do it, put their weight, like put everything on, but then they they walk away. Like, yeah, they're on their own. Um, <clears throat> I would say um, one thing before I even say anything is put your phone down because <laughs> like if you are getting serviced by a, a wig and makeup professional, pay it makes attention. it pay attention. Just like we need you to look up and stuff like that. But if you are doing your own stuff. Um, Definitely, what we were saying earlier, pin curls is good, is helpful for us if you know how to actually do them. You don't want them mm-hmm. to look like snails or cinnamon buns. You want them as flat as possible mm-hmm. to your head. Basically, we're trying to recreate the shape of your skull on top of your skull so that the wig will fit mm-hmm. as like normal. Because if it, mm-hmm. so, if you have these big bumps, and I runs, I run into people all the time. They're like, "But it's fine. It was like going over it. You won't see it. It's like you actually will, though, or the wig won't fit correctly." Mm-hmm. Or the thing that I've started running into the more dance shows I've done, Mm -hmm. there are only but so many places you can put a mic pack. Yes. And the hip, the arm, or or under the wig is becoming, are like just, especially for dancers. I put wigs all the time. Luckily, I've always made it be the way with either on my hip or my arm, but like in the wig. You have to make sure it's super flat. Yeah. How, do you, how, how does the, the braid, how do you feel about the braids? The like French braids and then you, no. It depends. You pink because for, see that's what I was going to say. The science behind the pin curl is you also want good pin curls because those are your anchors. Yes. Especially yes. for people who are doing a thousand pirouettes on stage, you need to anchor that shit in. Yeah. I can keep a wig on with like four pins if I needed to. You can do flips in it, but if you don't have the good anchor points, it's not going to stay on. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that. You also need to pin on your wig cap. People just like do all the, you can do perfect pin curls and then they just slip their wig cap on and then put the, it's like, that's not going to stay on though. Mm-hmm. You have to anchor that in as well. Well, the trick that I've done, especially for girls that have a lot of thick hair or even sometimes with Madrid heads, I love them. I will do yeah. the five pin curls yes. and in the that's middle good. of their head, I will awesome. braid it. Awesome. I'll braid it and like then lay that flat or a, yes. a yeah. flat bun or I've like I'll get creative with the middle of their head so that the pin curls still okay, anchor that is and then we usually do like a crown and then especially so I mean you can't see me on this podcast but I have really long hair mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we do we would do the crown I usually do five and then three at the nape or two at the nape depending yeah, on I how do three, thin their hair is three up front two and back and then yeah you wrap the rest mm-hmm. or, or braid yep usually braid only works if they have like super thick curly hair or mm-hmm. like afro texture hair where you have to, like that's the only way to actually condense it usually doing pink curls is actually making it worse right yeah. it's gonna become um, bigger it's yeah. gonna become bigger or bulky or you're just not being able to pin it down in the right places so sometimes braids can help but often they're not really gonna or yeah. the thing that i would say because there was a student that we worked with at a summer camp that every year so funny 
every year I did her pin curls for her show because she had such thick, such thick long hair. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, thank you. You taught me what I need to do. Because literally, I would do the pin curl crown. Mm-hmm. And then the center of her hair, I would just do two big braids. And I would lay them flat, pin mm-hmm. them, and then from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was yeah. like... She's like, it's changed my life. <laughs> she was like, I know. She's like, I went back to my home theater and like, this is what I do now. Yep. I finally know what to do with how to get all this hair up under a wig. She's like, because before they would never wig me and I would have to style my real hair, which became a lot, which is a lot exactly. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, but yeah, now I sure. actually like can get my hair under a wig. She's like, I'm not as fast as you. And I was like, because it's, I'm, it's yeah, not it's my own head. Yeah. I was like, it's not my own head and I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. But I think, I think that to me is something important that I think. Performance, you need to know what works for you. Like, I know I whether say, like I have said, extensions or not, what so I need harder. to do to my hair. Yeah, it is so much harder to do it on yourself, but yes. if you can get it down, it is so helpful. Because we waste more time fixing people's bad pin curls than if we were just, like, mm-hmm. do it ourselves from the first, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it bad, I'd almost I'd rather just do it myself. Right. Because you're not helping. <laughs> it's true. Um, other than that, as, like, things we were sort of saying before, like, dancers usually know how to do their own makeup. But I was going to say having... The knowledge of a simple stage makeup, doing, I don't mean the Kardashian way, but like contouring of your face mm-hmm. and eye, simple eyeliner without, you know. Boys learn, these men who need boys ha- learn how to do eyeliner. Do I was going to say that. Boys I, learn eyeliner. It's always the yes. boys. And you're not cute. It's not attractive. When they run to the girl, they'll they'll get the pin and they'll run up to the girl and be like, hey, can you do your eyeliner? Do my eyeliner? I don't know what I'm doing. You're taking away from time that we yeah. don't have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a question. So yeah. this made me think of this when you said, don't contour like the Kardashians <laughs> because it's not the same. Yes. Um, how do you feel? I feel like when I was growing up, um, we were taught you know, for like recitals, it'd be basic kind of like, you know, they would tell like your parents, like, you know, give them, give them some lipstick, give them some blush, give them some eyeshadow. It's a recital. You don't really need to do much. Don't Mm -hmm. be extra. Yeah. But it was, it was when I started doing, um, the Nutcracker at my studio. And then I got into musical theater that they would kind of go over like, this is what stage makeup is. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to do. These are the types of products you buy. And I feel like, and Either of you can correct me if I'm wrong or someone can tell me if I'm wrong if they, like, write in. But I feel like a lot of times now I see a lot of people who are getting ready to do performances and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing my makeup. And all it is is, like, what I would call going out makeup. makeup. Yeah, street makeup. And I would just call it going out makeup. And I'm like, it should look, if you're supposed to be going for a natural look, like, yes, it should look like that. But you have to think about the people in the balcony. So I, so what... I was about to say, when we're working yeah. for large stages, because ABT runs out of the Met yeah. on stage for, for eight weeks, and so they're, you know, they're not playing just for the orchestra streets for the people who, seats who pay, you know, hundreds of dollars. You're also playing to the family circle, which is literally like five balconies up. Yeah, yeah. they probably have opera glasses or something, hopefully, but you have, yeah, you have to basically put character makeup on so that people can see because the, the lights wash you out so much. Right. Because other people are right. like, well, I don't really need foundation. Yeah, you might have perfect skin, but the it's way not the about light, that. It's not about that. The way the light reacts with it, you have yeah. to. And you accommodate. you play, and this goes, I've always heard this other performer, but on the technical side, I think it agree. I have to agree. You play to the cheap seats. Yeah. And yeah. they're always the one that are the furthest back and the highest up. Yeah. And it's, it's why, like, even as a choreographer, 
if whether I'm the assistant or the choreographer, somebody sitting in that main center section. But typically, I ha- I worked with one choreographer where I was the assistant. I always stayed in the center seat, mm-hmm. and he would be in the back of the yeah. house. Yeah, and like I would literally be like, it was so ridiculous. We would be shouting back and forth. Yeah. I was like, just text me, or like we'll figure something out, or I'll walk beside. Just like now, you take notes from there. I'm gonna be over here in the corner, and yeah. like he would literally be like. One time, I didn't know where he was. He was, like, on the balcony in the top, like, in the very last seat. Their formations are off. And I'm like, where are you? I can't see you. Voice of God. What formation? He was like, we just need to review X formation. I'm going to write that down. This is creepy because I can't see you. But I think it's the same thing. What makeup is just, like... Mm I think you have to realize when you're in the midst of it, you can't see the bigger picture. And makeup walking down the street, makeup for film and television is very different. Very different. Exactly what we've run into is everybody is, the trend in all makeup right now is everyone's going HD, which Mm -hmm. we even have to do because we do HD performances. Mm -hmm. We do these HD live performances. And we literally have to like, like water down most of our makeup when we're doing those performances. So like when we're doing Butterfly, normally, yeah, we go all out, right. but we pr- dial it down like 30, 40% what we're doing. Right. Because yeah, with the HD camera, that is gonna look crazy, but yes. there are also still people watching it in, mm-hmm. in the cheap seats, like you said. But normally on a day-to-day, people are just like seeing it from the cheap seats. And, and, and so, yeah, you gotta like, mm-hmm. pay and yeah. you also have to, I would say you need to think about lighting, not just, that it's happening, but different colors. Because if you contour like in brown, and then there's like purple lighting, you're not really gonna see it. Or the th- you have to think about the different colors. People that are coming be out, out orange because yes. they're not like. And it's one of those things of again in the audience in the house, people see these mm-hmm. things or they know what your costume looks like. So it's mm-hmm. always very funny to me. Someone will do a certain foundation color that will clash with their costume and then they get the lights and the set and, and it all just, just goes just, horribly wrong and you go, no one talked in that production meeting. Right, and I just feel like a yeah. lot of that is like, I don't know, there's like a trend right now that I see when I do choreograph where people are just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put on my like going to the club makeup. Mm. And I'm like, okay, but like, especially if you're supposed to portray a certain character or error or you know, something like that. I don't want to see your going to the club makeup. I love performers who aren't afraid to look not pretty. Does that make sense? Yes. And I wonder if that's the problem. I wonder if in the age, specifically in the age of social media, media, if people, especially young performers, are like, I can't look not good. I don't want to be seen as like, yeah, I've met met dancers like that where they're like, I don't want to do that. That makes me look ugly. They got fired from that gig, but it's one of those things of like, I think you're very right, but like sometimes to find the better story or tell a good story or to find the prettier movement or prettier face, you got to go through the ugly first. Yeah. And I think that is the part that does get lost because that, that street makeup thing is not always right for what you're trying to do. It's fun. It's fun to be pretty on stage and everyone's looking at you, but it's also, I think it's more fun to like be gross or ugly or just like crazy looking. You get... Like you said, such a better story piece out of it, mm-hmm. and I think you have more fun if you can just let go of being pretty. Yeah, and like, because literally, that's why I said back going back to like put your phone down is we're having people post, the chorus members or dancers or whatever are posting what they look at what look like, 
at dress rehearsal and stuff like that. And it's like, well, we're also one not open yet, so don't do that. Yeah, because things are probably ch- still changing, mm-hmm. and yes. half the time we do still change stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like you're just kind of breaking the the fourth wall, and you're making our you don't even realize that you're making our job a little harder. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this but happened they're just, on... they're just worried about, oh, like, my online presence and stuff. Right. Which but, is important to extend, but... But there was stop. a Broadway show. <laughs> this happened on a Broadway show where someone took a photo and, like, posted it online, and it was during previews. And for those yep. that don't know, pre- the show is not set till opening night yep. when yep. the first curtain goes up. Yep. Stuff can change seconds before that curtain <laughs> goes at, up. And at the place that I work now, sometimes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had that happen twice, and it was like, dear God, help us all. We were, the acting company was not happy. But we, and so, like, they posted a picture, and everyone thought it was, like, the lead character, too. So everyone thought that was the iconic look. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was dress rehearsal was about to go, and they had to put her in something. Mm-hmm. So the wig was not what was going to be. It was yeah. literally, like, we just had to put her in something because they were, like, she was allergic to the first week that they, the one that oh. they stopped. So they had to, like, adjust and, like, and yeah. stuff like that happens. Because I think it was one of the chemicals that they dyed the wig with or something. Oh, wow. And so it was, like, she, like, used a certain shampoo to get rid of it and they changed yeah. the wig. Yep. But they didn't have time to completely rebuild and restyle this new wig. So they just gave her something to get through that preview rehearsal. Yes. But... She snapped, I, I don't think it was her, I think it was the, an, an ensemble member snapped a photo and posted it. So that became the iconic look. So basically the producers were like, can we use that wig? And then hair and makeup was like, no, that's a ratty old nasty something. Yeah, so yeah. like it became this whole like, kind of thing for a while. I can't tell you how many times I've seen pictures of shows we were doing on marquees that were pictures from literally first dress rehearsal that they and they did a photo, like, photo call mm, and we yeah. changed I mean, half the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, you took pictures then. That's great. But none of that's <laughs> the same anymore. Yep. Yeah. So people are going to be really confused. Yep. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. question. Fastest mm-hmm. costume change you've ever had to do? 30 seconds. Costume change? Wait. Wig- well, wig and makeup change. Um, yeah, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at Williamstown. We There was the opening song of the musical we were doing. It was like five minutes, and our lead actress changed, I think, four times. And two two different wigs, yeah, four different outfits. There was also hats involved Oof. and wow. sunglasses. It was crazy. Well, that was my follow-up question. How many, change, how many quick changes have you done in one show? Um, well, I did this show in college that was really crazy where, oh my God, what was the name of it? Leading Ladies. Oh my god, I know that show. You know that show? Okay. That's insane. This Ooh. guy, yeah, the one guy, he's pretending to be a girl and a man. Yeah. And like seduce the woman. And so they're at a party and he's trying to be both people. And so he's literally in and out of, he's like leaning out of the closet. And so I was behind there like putting his wig on, taking his wig off, putting his wig on, like just back and forth, back and forth. And so, I mean, I technically changed him. Well, if you count like the whole show, it's like at least 30 changes or something. Ooh, wow. But, um... And, you know, some of them were half changes and some of them yeah. were, mm-hmm. like, literally had a full uh, Cleopatra, like, thing on. Yeah. Like, beaded and, like, all the beads in the uh, in the wig as well. But then he had to go to, like, a tuxedo or something. Yeah. That was crazy. Hardest makeup application you've had to do? Hardest is, like, in a show? In a show. Hardest is... 
relative term. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say something tricky. Something Difficult comes, that like actually just, you like something comes to mind that happened relatively recently. Um, that's probably just why it's coming to my mind. We did Samson and we had to make it look like his eyes got gouged out because that's part of the storyline. And um, that w- we had maybe like a 15 minute window in intermission to get that on and hit on him. But the singer came off. He was like sweaty. He had to change. Mm. He always had to pee. Like, you know, and then we're like getting the thing and we had to dry his sweat off and then put the prosthetics on. And there's, we had one person doing one eye, one person doing the other eye. And then we had to put blood on him. Um, and he was like, are we going like, like, you know, he's all moving around. We're like, just calm down. Let's just do this. You know, that was like kind of tricky. And in the end, it basically got cut because we did too good a job. It looked too real. And we were going to scare people. So oh we were like, God. Oh, no, we been God. so cool to see that. <laughs> I have the pictures. I'll show you. That. It looks awesome. Yes. But in the, yeah. So that's what you have to deal with a lot, too, is like changing stuff that you did really well. But <laughs> Or also, I, it just occurred to me when you said this, and it makes me go to every wig or makeup person I've ever worked with. I love you, and I'm sorry. I'm a sweaty monster yeah when, especially after oh, yeah. on dance shows so i just went re- the metropolitan stage and, I, and, well, <laughs> I I, and well because i mean it's just the nature of performing so it just yeah. occurred to me like how many times like i have like literally just wiped someone else's sweat or someone has had to wipe my sweat yeah. to be able to apply yeah. said yeah. makeup oh. application yeah. or like even with wig changes that wig cap is gross after having mm. multiple wigs on and them dancing i have taken and- wigs off of and that were literally dripping because oh. <laughs> and it was just like scarred me for life but um yeah oh, but in the moment it doesn't affect you because it's your job yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the outside yes i'm fine oh. on the inside i'm like ah! <laughs> that's it yeah. That's it. yeah. Uh, i was gonna say also probably falstaff recently um the ambrosia played falstaff and he is this like six foot something 300 pound italian man and i had to do all the big changes and i had to like climb up oh this guy, my and, like, guy. Get in and he was so sweaty and he had to go back and forth between like messy that's the thing is going back and forth from things is the hardest he had to go mm. back and forth between clean and messy so mm. you had to keep like putting dirt on him and then wiping it off and putting more dirt on him yeah it was so tricky um uh, again amongst all amongst is that a word Sure. All, uh, all the sweat yeah, right? was very, very tricky. Um, I was going to say, since this is a dancing podcast, yeah. probably also Samson was when we had all of those dancers who had to have the gold oh, makeup. Yeah. But it was so tricky because we had to get the right, it was like chemistry thing because we had to get the right colors because we had a whole range. We had some African-American dancers. We had mm-hmm. some Asian dancers. And then we had some just like... And they all had to look exactly the same relatively yes and so we had to mix three different kinds of golds to mm-hmm. show up on their skin mm-hmm. the same way on stage right because you put like the gold on the african-american and it pops and you put the gold on the like there's one girl who was like, irish she had like red hair and like really really pale and you literally could not see it on her the mm-hmm. colors wouldn't absorb yeah. the same yeah. yeah yeah so and not to mention it was like a buck and all scene so they're rubbing all over each other and writhing on the floor and <sighs> So the first restaurant. So you like, have to. Oh, there's gold makeup all over the floor. Great. Oh my God. Sorry, crew guy. That's yeah. miserable because how there's. I'm sure there's not enough time to seal all of that. No, we, we, we tried to. We like had little bottles of final seal. Like there's there's not enough. Full body on several dancers. That's a lot. That was a tricky thing. But again, all those dancers were so amazing because they were like, "Where do you want to put it?" And I was like, "On your butt crack." I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's so I want to move on to our 
news section that we've added where we yes. have questions coming in from the network. And the most recent one that has come in, it's about when do you get rid of your old things? And uh, we've talked about this of where, you know, you get... We've talked about clothing specifically, but I think since Susie here, we can also talk about yes. same thing with makeup products and or you know your brushes. Like, when do you when do you let go of your things? Mascara like, I, expires every three months. <laughs> ah, I did not know that. <laughs> Me either, actually. I don't really that think about that. Nobody knows, and yeah, get rid of it. So oh, what wow. happens? I'm like, wow, I need to throw out the mascara. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, there's a couple. Um, I need to throw like out. the one I'm wearing right now probably is yeah. expired. Yeah. Um, but because well. Good to know, but also like for <laughs> yeah. I guess me and Danielle should chime in this too. But like also, when you get when do you get new character shoes? When mm. you get new tights? When you get new tap shoes? I'm so curious. You know, like those things like that because it's like as a working professional, that is a legitimate question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I'm especially with shoes. I'm a bit of a pack rat. I only recently like I still have the same tap shoes I had in high school. Oh my gosh. And but the thing of it is I would never use my personal shoes for a show. Right. I would right. only so ever teach really in getting, them. Right. So after after college, they were not getting continuous right. use. I, it would be like mm-hmm. this semester I'm teaching tap. Cool, they get burnt out. Or like literally right. the last time I used them I finally lost a padding on one of them. Mm-hmm. So I that need to was get the new same ones. With my like, tap shoes. I think I got a new pair of tap shoes senior year in high school. Um because I was like, you know, took tap in my studio and then was doing a show that I tapped in. But again, I would wear them to rehearsal up until a point because then the shoes that we tapped in for the show were actually heels. So right. once they kind of got the heels in stock, we would even rehearse in those. So after college, when I started teaching tap, I was using the same shoes that I had since I was 18. And it wasn't until I literally went, I think like, Four years of every single summer teaching multiple hours of tap every single day Mm -hmm. of the week for like three months in a row that the shoes were finally like just completely scratched and and they were done. I tried to go up on my toes and I could feel my toes, you know, that padding's worn. But same, it depends. Like, that's the thing. Like, no, but then you have like point shoes. Like, nah, that shit lasts three months. Right. Right. So I think it's definitely, for shoes, I would say it's about your padding and the comfortability of your feet. Because honestly, I knew that my tap shoes were kind of done because I was teaching like, six tap classes in one day back to back and my feet were really starting to hurt to the point where I'm like I'm not putting on my tap shoes I'm tapping in sneakers and that's when I like that's when I kind of knew myself that I was like okay yeah I'm reaching my limit with these shoes um so I definitely say when the comfortability of your feet starts to go when you're starting to reach that point go ahead and get the new shoes so you can start breaking them in and then still wear your old goodies Right. Yeah, so you don't completely go into fresh new shoes in yeah, time. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie, for you, what about yeah. brushes? Because I know a couple makeup girls that <laughs> love to, especially those foundation brushes girls, they don't ever change those things and they look disgusting. I mean, are we talking about, like... You can talk both, streetwear, everyday, and for shows. Yeah. Because I, I know some girls use own. both. Right. They use the same makeup stuff for both shows and right, not. Right, yeah, yeah. And then you have others that are like, I was thinking like just show stuff. I guess. Because, like, we, I mean, I have an infinite <laughs> amount of brushes. I have cups and cups of them, like, at least 100 just sitting at home. Oh, wow. Um, and I guess and, that makes sense, though, for a professional. But, like, oh, yeah. Because you, oh, my God, there's so many different kinds and, like, you need angles and puffs mm-hmm. and, like, you know, it's crazy. You can just go all day. We're talking about as um, average girls that might have um, 20. Right. And that's still pushing well, it for some. For one, I'll give this tip, too. You can always go to an art store and mm-hmm. get really good makeup, uh, like, paintbrushes that act as 
uh, makeup brushes. Huh. And they're usually a lot cheaper than you were if you were going to buy them at like Sephora because they're really well made because they're like paint brushes mm, for like watercolor or whatever or uh, oil painting and stuff. But they're like half the price and most of the art stores always have like 50% off coupons or whatever you can use. So do that. But also you don't really need to replace them that often as long as you're taking good care of them. Mm. As long as you're washing them out. Okay, I was like, what is taking good care of them? Mean? Yes, I mean, because of sanitary reasons, like everywhere I've worked, um, you know, once we do one person's makeup, we are washing the brushes. If, mm-hmm. if that means we're spritzing them with alcohol because we have 30 more people behind us and we, we can't, like, go to the sink and completely wash it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't recommend that too much because alcohol will, like, dry it all out. But you, I would recommend using Castile soap. And that really cuts a lot of the grease and the makeup out of brushes and just really getting in there, drying it out. And like that'll really extend the life of your brushes. Once the bristles are falling out, that's probably the time to get a new one. (laughs) I never, I mean, I never really thought about like the paint brushes, but I mean, it's the same, same quality or maybe better for some cases. Honestly, probably better. Like all my angle brushes that I use, because I like using angle brushes for eyeliner and eyebrows. It's so much Mm. faster and easier than trying to do like one, you know, point. Um, And (laughs) I could get it for like three bucks. Or, you know, or slightly higher brands of paintbrushes for like five, right. six, seven or whatever. But again, coupons and they're really well made. Yeah. But that also, if you if they do get trashed, you know, because Sephora brushes, I mean, I think they're the cheap, expensive. I think the cheapest brush you could get at Sephora, which is like a tiny little like travel thing, is like 12 bucks. Yeah. If you wow. want high end stuff. I think know. I, yeah, I mean, I think I bought like a foundation brush, maybe a month and a half ago and it's great and it's a good one it by no means was one of the high and expensive ones yeah. it was just like one that like looked good I think it's bare minerals and I'm pretty sure that yeah. brush alone cost me $35 oh, and that was like the cheap brush at oh, wow. exactly yeah and so if you're gonna invest in something like that which is not terrible just make sure you're cleaning it out and it's in a yeah like, in the life because nice. even if you think you get it clean you can like like separate the bristles and look down in there and there's still makeup in there mm. so you really gotta get this like that's why I think Castile soap is good because it's liquid and it can get kind of get down there but you just keep, like, gotta keep kind of like spinning it on your hand and really get everything out and that way the bacteria is out and you're gonna get a better makeup application afterwards too so nice nice yeah. so Danielle last part of it so tights not necessarily tights but like I'm nice. uh, sorry leotards because uh-huh. I know and again Again, I have had to wear a leotard never in my life. Yeah. Um, I was I've like had waiting to, for the number. Like, no, I've had to wear a unitard twice in my right. life, and they're still not fun. I need the picture. But um, there are none. <laughs> um, but you can't tell. Like, in the one picture I have, you can't tell that I'm wearing it. Yeah. Um, but it's like what I know some girls that, like, once you find the right fit of a leotard, it's very hard to be, like, Giving it up because of just the right fit between boot, butt, curves, yeah. and that's like fit. that's like jeans. That's like everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's real. Yeah. I well, mean, and especially I think, when you're like being thrown in the right. air and oh, riding on the too. floor. Yeah. Like, I think I get that sentiment, but it's like how you know when it's like okay, girl. Other than like the standard, like it's dingy. It's right. You know, well, obviously, yeah, like color fade or you know, there's sort like maybe the the um, what pilling. Yeah, like the pilling or there's like things are starting to fray mm-hmm. because they're so old and you wash them. Obviously, like that's normal wear and tear. That's normal clothes. Like get new stuff. I I think the biggest thing is like just like shoes. Like if you find a leotard brand or style that fits your body really mm. well, yeah. then great. Stick with that brand. Stick with that style. But 
what I noticed is it's obviously easier when you're younger because you're growing. So it's very easy to like not dance for a summer or wear leotard for a summer and go back to school and back to dance and you're like, wow, this doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. But what you notice as you get older is even though you've stopped growing, your body is constantly changing. So your muscle mass is changing. Second puberty. Second puberty. No, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. Like, oh no, we had a whole... Second, second puberty. We'll talk about hips, that in Your episode. hips are going to start to to flare out. Um, your your boobs are going to grow again. Um, second puberty, like they will. They'll grow in puberty and then you'll be like, great, I'm a A cop or I'm a B cop or I'm a C cop. And then you hit your like... You know, like mid, mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, like those like early, early mid to mid twenties at like twenty three to twenty six, twenty six, where all of a sudden like maybe your body goes haywire. Yeah, I mean, because your body changes every seven years, and you know, maybe if you're a woman, it could be a a medication thing, whatever. Anyway, you're gonna go through second puberty, and you'll notice when you put your leotard on things like if you keep having to just like a bra keep having to pull the straps up because you feel like you're not mm. supported. Even if the leotard is for, you know, is in great shape for lack of better terms, if you're having to constantly pull the strap up, pull oh, yeah. the straps up, mm-hmm. it's not fitting correctly. If you have to constantly, you know, pick it out of your butt from a wedgie, <laughs> it's not because again your hips that's are true. gonna change, that's your true. butt's gonna change, your legs are gonna change, your thighs are gonna change. And that's just that could it's purely not, be muscle mass when you think about mass. stuff like too. It's, yeah. It's going to, you know, things um things like that. I think like there are little things where like your body is gonna still continue to change as an adult because like we said, second puberty, your diet changes, your relationship to exercise changes. You know, I was say all of that. I mean, yeah, like honestly, but, like as, but it's as a true. dancer, relationships drastically can affect your body. Yeah, and like, honestly, like it really does. Yeah, like interpersonal relationships are going to affect the way you look, and so like it's true. The little things of like if there's not the normal wear and tear, like I said, if you're constantly having to like pick it out of your butt from wedgies or constantly like pull up on the straps, just like really not feeling supported in any type of way, then. It's it's done, you know. Even if you bought it, unfortunately, even if you just bought it a few months ago, it's not it's not going to get better. And if you continue to wash it, it's just going to get worse. Do you recommend ever like you know when you find that like perfect pair of jeans or whatever, and do you buy like two pairs because it's like perfect? Yeah, I mean, I think like I have not. To be fair, I've not worn a leotard in a very long time. Um, But I think I think that you yeah I think that yeah you should buy. Um, you know, like you kind of do double up because, yeah, like, double I, up. because also then if you really love it, and if you're in a show or a company or just taking class right. all the time, even you're, you're not, yeah, three, four times you're a week, not gonna exactly. So you're gonna to want, you're gonna want more than one. Um, but I don't know, yeah, you should not always, and yeah, definitely not. I mean, you are sweating profusely in your leotard there's a lot of bacteria girls let's be honest none of y'all wear underwear in your leotards <laughs> i did not you do not wear underwear, underwear you're not in the leotard supposed to no <laughs> so yeah. yeah even like even though like thongs are a thing now because like you know obviously when we were i don't i mean you don't know this when we were teenagers thongs weren't like necessarily like a thing, thing yeah i just remember again <laughs> Director yeah. program running through. I don't want to see any underwear lines. That's gross. Yeah, That's yeah, not what yeah. we do. And then they would scream and yeah. continue walking. So, but so. even even that, like you don't wear because they're usually they're high cut. The leotards on the hip. There's a whole yeah. thing. A whole thing. But my point is, 
Your, your body does not have that extra barrier between itself and the leotard. So you should have multiple leotards on hand. Mm-hmm. You need to wash them appropriately and just buy new ones. Just do it all the time. Apparently. Or, well, I mean... <laughs> Or just keep multiple. I was constantly saying it to girls that I would see teaching, that I would teach dance to three and four times a week. It's like, just just go ahead and buy five. Ask for them for your birthday, your Christmas, you know. It's like, yeah. Just have enough of them where you don't have to think about mm. the leotard yeah. that you're putting on. And believe me, when you're a younger girl, excuse me, preteen, teenager, you don't, you're not going to every single class on that same leotard. You're like, I have this one that looks like this. I have this oh, one yes. with this strap. Oh, yes. It's a whole thing. Lace, yeah. back out, yep. deep yep. cut. Yep. Yeah. There's the oh camera. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed in this episode. And we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to Susan Knowles yes. for joining us. Yay. Tell the people where they can find you again on social media. Oh, Susie Knowles, um, Susie underscore schmoozy on Instagram. Nice. (laughs) We want to say a special thank you also to our listeners. Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Also, um, with my New York accent, (laughs) please, if you're listening to us on um, an Apple product, please give us a review. Not even like necessarily a review, but like shoot us some like five stars, some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Keep us growing. Tell your friends about us. It makes um, us, it's really helpful to us if you yes. give us a like, share, and a comment, yes, and so a review. Please, so please do. Um, we, you can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. Wash your makeup brushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my makeup is terrible.